It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, and the captivating memoir, Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. So to quote today's special guest, Amy Elizabeth, co-founder of Align by Design, human design shows us our energetic blueprint of how we're meant to operate to our fullest potential, what we should be aware of, and the tools to align with it so we can become our most powerful, authentic self. Your own chart is completely unique to you. Anxiety is the final result of something not being correct or aligned in our bodies. We are most likely not trusting our human design authority, are not aligned in our human design energy type, and are most likely working out of centers that are open for un- opened or undefined. Emotions and anxiety are keys that we need to be looking deeper into our beings, beings, how we're operating in the world, what we're taking in from other people, and how we feel about the things in our lives. The actual symptom of anxiety is the final factor that we've been ignoring something inside of ourselves. The more we ignore our true feelings, we will receive the physical response of anxiety more and more. Amy Elizabeth is an energy evolution mentor who is passionate about empowering you to realize your energetic design and create an individuated map to help you navigate the world. The foundation of her approach is centered around your most personal resource, your unique energy. The programs will lead you to embrace your energy and achieve ultimate success at work, home, and in every aspect of life. All right. I know you're excited. Let's bring Amy on. <laughs> Good morning, Amy. Hi, Randy. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for being my guest today. So we have a oh really goodness, interesting topic. Yeah, we have a really interesting topic today, something I have never covered. And so I'm going to learn along with my audience So um, Align by Design is the name of your company, but we're talking about human design, right? Correct, yes. Our our company, our brand is called Align by Design, but and what we use at Align by Design is the tool called Human Design. And Human Design includes um, several things. Ancient, mixed, modern, science. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Can you explain? Yes, of course. So human design is actually a combination of a variety of ancient tools and science all all combined together. So we have the the I Ching, we have astrology, we have um, the chakra system. We have so many different elements that um, allow us to have a full encompassing understanding of who we are, who we're designed to be, and how we operate within this world as individuals and around other people's auras. 
So you, yeah, it also incorporates quantum physics, the the chakras, and um, Kabbalah. So how does so is so this is human design. Is this um, a concept that you originated, or has this been um, originated by others? Yes, no, actually it was downloaded to a man named Rayaruhu, and he essentially channeled the entire system over a seven-day period in 1987. So it is a relatively newer modality and tool, however, has taken such, um, it has gotten so loud and really encompassed so many so many different um, elements within how we how we operate in this world and the modalities that people utilize it with and the way we can support each other through, you know, people that are therapists, through um, online coaching, through really moving and healing and understanding what our conditioning is. So, yes, Ra Yuruhu was the founder, and from there there's so many institutes and schools that teach human design. Okay, so Ra Yuruhu, um, so he channeled this information basically, right? He did, yes. It was over seven days, which was a, a, whole, a whole experience. It's a very interesting story. That sounds super interesting. Okay, so um, you say that we can identify places in our charts where anxiety may pop up. How, do we do, how does that happen? How do we do that? Yeah, so if you have not checked out your human design, you can go to a website called mybodygraph.com, and it's a free website where you just type in your birth time, your birth date, and your location of birth, and it will pull up a chart, and it is a body graph. And with this body graph, this is how we can tell what your energy type is, what your authority, how you make decisions, your strategies, and you will see shapes. Um, on your body graph that are colored in, which we call defined. And then we have shapes that are white, that are we would term as undefined or open. And within those shapes, we see where we're absorbing energy from other people. So with the white ones, we're taking in energy from others. And what that can create is this, this anxiety that we are trying to operate out of. Basically, we're trying to utilize that space or that center or that energy consistently. And for us, we're taking it in from other people. So it becomes something that's inconsistent. So when we start to battle the consistencies and the inconsistencies, we start to create anxiety. And when I look at a chart, I can immediately tell where, and when I have a conversation with you, because each person is very different, even if you have a similar chart, but we can really dive into why that's happening, where you're working and creating resistance, where you're going against how you're supposed to be operating. And in turn, anxiety is generally created. So this chart can tell us how we're feeling today. Well, it it doesn't tell us. Mm-hmm. It doesn't tell you how you're feeling. It's more of your operating system. So it's our energetic DNA. And from that, we, we sh- we're able to see how we're meant to move and operate through the world. So when things come in and come at us and we experience, it, experience certain situations or circumstances, and we 
end up taking those experiences and turn them into something else. We can kind of pinpoint why and how we're doing that and if it's aligned for us or if it's not and how to re-navigate moving with more ease and more flow rather than that resistance. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's really cool. Um, aligned by design hd.com. Is that where we go to fill out that um, chart? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can go right to our website, and there's a place there, or you can go to mybodygraph.com. Mybodygraph.com. Okay, cool. Okay, so all right. So let's talk about um, the five main energy types, and um, you can tell us what they are and sort of explain them to us. Absolutely. So there's five different energy types, and you will be one of these five energy types. And the thing about human design, which differentiates it from personality tests and Ryers Meggs, sorry, um, uh, you know, all of the personality tests, is that it's actually within our DNA. So nothing will change. This is you, and this is you from the day you're born until the day you die, right? This is your body graph. So it will not waver, it will not change. So you will be one of the five types. You will either be a manifester, which manifestors are about 9% of the population. And the aura, the energy that the manifester carries, is one that is very powerful. They historically have been the leaders that create really big movements and are the, the ones that make things happen. Like they have a creative idea. They start the ball rolling on it, and they push it out to other people to carry with it. Um, so they hold so much um, ability to to just all of a sudden take an idea, run with it, and make it happen. So like that Nike slogan, just do it. They are the ones that are here to just do it. Idea, move, go. So with that, though, their aura can be very, um, very powerful and very harsh to other people, and it can it can be off-putting to others because it's not really about everyone else. It's really about them and their ideas and what they want to make happen and get moving. The beautiful thing is if they inform properly, which is about informing other people, utilizing the strategy that is correct for them, they do that with grace and they invite people in to understand what their process is so that other people are like, okay, I understand where you're going. I understand this energy. This is exciting. This is big. And I'll, I'll help you. I'll assist you. Let's do this together. Or just this, this deeper understanding of, of why they're operating the way that they do. Um, so that's about 9% of the population. Then we have generators and manifesting generators. So they actually encompass about 70% of the population. So together they are the majority of our world. And they are the ones that are, they have something called a sacral design. That's what makes them a generator or a manifesting generator. And they bring a lot of energy, a lot of pizzazz to our world, a lot of high vibes, high frequency kind of energy. And the generators specifically are here to master something. So they, they get excited about something. They get lit up by something, and they just keep going and getting better and better and better, and they don't want to stop working. So they have kind of been like those workhorses of the world where, like, they have the energy to do it, and they can go do it, and they can do it for days and days and days and need very little rest or break. What can happen for them, though, is they, they operate in the shoulds. So since they have so much energy, they think they should do things that aren't necessarily exciting for them. And then they get caught in the shoulds and end up feeling really burnt out and exhausted and low and unhappy because they're doing things that are not really for them. So they have to make sure they're lit up. And when they are, they'll keep going. It'll be like these, these 
endless batteries of energy, which is really beautiful, but they just have to be super aware of, of the shoulds that they're kind of stepping into. And then similar to them is the manifesting generator. So the manifesting generator combines that manifester plus the generator. So they have this really unique energy where they have that, you know, that sparkle and they're, they're, they're the life of the party. They bring something unique and extra and big and bold to the party. And they're here to be responding to other, to what, what the universe or source or God or whatever is bringing into their world and say yes or no to it. So again, they're either lit up or not. Their problem is they go fast. Like they have one speed and that speed is fast, but they're not meant to go make something happen like the manifester. They actually have to respond first, make sure it's right for them, make sure they're still excited and lit up because they can ha- kind of have this like pre-energy excitement. Um, and then if it is correct, then they can go make it happen. So they're kind of like the puppies of the world that are just like so, you know, magnetizing and fun and beautiful and such an innocent energy, yet have so much they can kind of feel all over the place. So they really need to learn how to harness that in. Um, and then we have projectors. So myself, and I believe you said you're a projector. So as projectors, we are about 20% of the population. And we are the leaders, the teachers, the guides of the world. So we are, our gift is that we're here to see things and people and energy in a very different way and from a different perspective that many other people are not seeing. So it can be difficult for us because we can see things so easily, right? And it's like, oh my goodness, like, why aren't you doing this? Or you just need to do that. And it's easy for us to overstep boundaries that other people put up. Our strategy is to wait for the invitation. So we have to be invited in to share our knowledge, to share our wisdom, our insight, our depth. And if we do, people take it and it, it's so impactful, it changes, changes them, they understand it, they hear it. But if we don't, then they, it just becomes this really bitter energy that we end up playing in and we're like, why aren't we being seen? Projectors need to be seen, heard, and recognized for who they are, for those aligned invitations to come in. So although we see things so uniquely and with so much insight, we have to just be speaking them kind of out loud and to other people rather than telling someone what to do unless we're invited into those containers. And again, really great teachers, leaders, and guides when in the correct containers. And then we have reflectors, which are the absolute minority, about 1% of the population And they are completely open. So when we talk about undefined, they have no definition within them, which means they're absorbing energy from people everywhere they go consistently. So they actually are here to be mirrors to other people. So they reflect back what another person's energy is. So their environment, the people that they're around are very important for their ability to thrive because if they're around excellent energy, they're just going to be nourished and flourished and be tapping into great energy. If they are in energies that are toxic or um, unhealthy for them, they will be suffering because, again, they're just taking in what other people are giving them all the time. So they have to learn how to process, and they take a very long time to make decisions, so they actually operate more of like the lunar cycle. So they're here to really be spacious and have time and space and reflect on all of the energy that they're taking in and, and letting go of and the lessons that they learned throughout. So they are very, very wise. Wow. That sounds like a really difficult life to be a reflector, to be absorbing, you know, everything that's around you and mirroring it back. I mean, because it's not, it's, it's, you're going to, it's like a yo-yo. You're going to be all over the place with Mm -hmm. your energy. 
So exactly, how, and it's really important they, for it. Yeah. yeah, how do they learn how to deal with this? Well, that's the thing is that human design changes people's lives, right? Because for so much of our life, we are conditioned to be operating out of an opposite energy type. So, for example, our world is essentially built as manifestors. We're here, we're taught, go do it. You want, you want to make something happen? Go figure it out and go do it. But our energy works against that. So with the majority of the population actually being many gens and gens, they're here to respond to things, right? They're not here to make things happen and to go push things. And then we have projectors who don't have this endless energy and we're like, ah, I can't keep up. I don't have enough energy to give and to go. And then reflectors who are like, oh my gosh, this is all too much. So human design provides these tools for people to really see who they are and how they're meant to operate so that when they understand it, they can re-navigate their world. So for example, Myself as a projector, I used to be a teacher, and I was teaching um, elementary school in Canada, and I have three children, and I, I was in overdrive. I was also trying to, you know, build my business outside, and um, my marriage was, was not doing well, and my energy was just put in too many places, and I couldn't do it anymore, and I wasn't happy, and I wasn't, you know, the light that I was supposed to be, and when I understood human design, I realized how incorrectly I was living my life and what changes I was able to make so that I could be supporting myself in, in my human being plus my energy and how to do that. So it really gives us the tools to understand ourselves so that we can adjust and re-navigate what we need to so that we're showing up as authentic and as powerfully as we can. Mm. Wow. So, yeah. So, um so as a projector, um, let's see, they are designed to see deeply into others. I mean, this just describes me so well. And I've been told over and over that I'm a teacher, I'm an influencer, you know, in that way. Uh, you know, and for me, that's all I could ever do. I can't imagine doing mm-hmm. anything else, you know, is to, to be a mentor for people, to teach them uh, about themselves and you know, it's interesting that we need to be seen, heard, and recognized. But, you know, um, when you say that, um, it, is it an ego thing that we need to be seen, heard, okay. and recognized? So, no, it is more of actually just being that lighthouse. So we're meant to be standing out there and and letting people see that light. So our, essentially our energy is just like the, these beacons of light and an analogy in human design is literally the lighthouse. If, so if we're not out there shining that light and speaking, you know, our truth and our insight and our wisdom, then people don't know that they can come to us. They can't see us. So we have to be bright for them to see us and only the right people will see us. And that's what the difference between the ego and operating out of alignment is we're not being seen to be seen to make ourselves feel better. We're being seen in order for the right people to come into our world so that we can impact them. Wow. That is so cool. What else can that's you tell so me cool, about right? myself? <laughs> what else can you tell me about myself? Well, <laughs> your working hours. So as projectors too, we're here to actually work less. So, 
we're very efficient beings and the efficiency that we can produce in about four hours in a day, you know, could take someone else 12 hours a day. So we see things, we see strategies, we see that those streamlines, we see, you know, the roads to take that are going to be the least resistance and we're here to operate out of those. So again, we have, many of us have been conditioned, you know, the eight hour work day, five days a week, et cetera, but we're really meant to be showing up for a couple hours a day, doing our thing, making sure it's powerful and insightful and streamlined, and then be tapping out and be, be tapping into play, joy, pleasure, self-care, rest, all of those things so that our wisdom and our insight and our light can be even brighter. If we just work and, you know, work inefficiently, we end up dimming that light and we're not able to tap into that, that innate wisdom that we really hold inside of us. You, I mean, everything you're saying is just describing me, you know, the needing to work less and play more and have time for, you know, regrouping and uh, meditation and things like that in between. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's exactly how I live my life. So, but I didn't come into this kind of pattern until I was well into my adulthood, um, probably middle age. And mm-hmm. so... Do if we are uh, uh, a generator, a projector, a reflector, a manifester, um, do we will we see that when we're younger? Yeah, so we're actually born as our most aligned selves, and then we're conditioned by between the ages of seven and eleven. We're generally fully conditioned to be operating in a misaligned way. However, we all have moments in our life where we can look back and be like, I felt my best then. I was my happiest then. And once you understand human design and you go and dissect that, you're like, oh, that makes sense because I was really in alignment in those moments, right? We all operate in, in many years of our lives or seasons in places of complete alignment. We just don't know that we are. So this is the process of becoming super conscious of who we are and how we're meant to operate so we can do that. However, much of our lives, we have absolutely experienced very enlightened moments of alignment. And we were just, you know, people will describe it as following their bliss or complete happiness, or I just felt really great during that time. Um, And then in our younger years, we can go back to, and, you know, for myself, obviously being a projector too, as a child, I was always the the kid that was like, okay, can I go to bed now? Right. I always wanted my sleep. And in my family, that was super odd because we, we'd have big family events and I'm like, okay, like I want to go to bed. So it's like looking back in those moments that was super aligned for me and my energy and understanding what I needed and how to give it to myself. But then seeing everyone else be like, Oh, you don't want to stay up late. You know, it's a Friday night. Um, So yes, we, we, are born understanding how we're meant to operate. We just try to uh, to weave in what feels correct for other people, and that's where we become very conditioned. So um, are people who are empaths or sensitives or psychics or whatever, do they fall into that into this category? Yeah, not so there's actually a variety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a variety. So um, as projectors, we're very, very, very insightful. Reflectors as well, right, because they're really absorbing other people's energy and seeing them. And then we have something called a solar plexus, which is our emotional center. So if yours is white, if yours is white, you're taking in the emotions of other people. And these people will generally be 
would categorize themselves as, as empaths because we're feeling what other people are feeling. We're taking in those emotions. Those are people that, you know, somebody comes to you and they spill their entire life story and they're like, you're just so easy to talk to because we're just taking it from them. We're like, here's my, here's my open um, bucket, you know, fill it up with all of your emotions, no problem. And then also other people that would identify, even as psychics, would be people that have completely open head centers. So if you're looking at your chart, it would be um, no color in the full head center. And that's where they're really tapping into other ideas that are outside of the logical mind. So they're, they're more awakened and open to more things dropping in. Hmm. Okay. So it's kind of, it could be either, can we be a combination of things? You, can, you can't be a combination of energy types. So like your energy type is your energy type and that's it. But within our charts, so as I'm explaining like those centers, you can have different flavors. So there would be people that oftentimes what happens, generators really relate to being a projector, especially if they have more undefined centers. So the more undefined centers we have, the more we're taking in from other people, which means the more we're absorbing, the more we're understanding, the more insight and energy we take from others. So that really becomes, um, people feel very linked in with being a projector because of that. So you can't be more than one, but other elements within our design allows us to identify with other areas and spaces. Okay, so if um, if we're having anxiety, that's a sign that we should uh, become aware of our human design and what and how we're not aligned with it. That's that's sort of a way to to tell. Um, and if so, what other ways can we tell? Yeah, so if you're experiencing anxiety, there is likely resistance that's been created in your life where you're misaligned. So you're either working a job that you don't want to be working, you're either in overwhelm, so you're taking on too many tasks that are not meant and designed for you, you are overthinking and you're not able to, you know, remove energy from your body and, and get that out, and you're kind of stuck in centers that are are pressure-filled or, you know, overthinking or playing too much in the mind, it's also a huge sign that you're not trusting something called our authority, which is what helps us make our decisions. It makes all of our decisions. So if we're not in a space of trust within making a decision in the correct way based on our human design, we're going to be playing into our minds way more, which creates a lot of angst and a lot of anxiety and overthinking. Um, So our human design just allows us to understand what doesn't feel good and then why, and again, how we can re-navigate how we're showing up or what's going on in our world and our lives of, of how, of what we hold control over because essentially anxiety ends up being the space where we have no control and, or we think we should have control and it's not working the way that we want it to. So it allows us to go back to that space of innately learning how to trust ourselves and how to understand and see how we're operating within the world and what is correct for us so that we can start moving in alignment with who we are and how we're meant to to be showing up and operating. And then from there, that element of trust is heightened, right? The decisions that we make, we understand that we're making it from a place of full empowerment and desire and want. And watching those things unfold provides us the evidence that we are doing it the right way. And then anxiety begins to be minimized. And we aren't going against, you know, our our design or swimming upstream. Instead, we're flowing with it. 
So what would a session be like? Like, can you give us an example of somebody that came to you or, um, you know, explain that to us? Yeah, absolutely. So Liz Coyles is actually our human design reader on our team. And when someone were to book in reading with her, she would, first of all, we have questions beforehand of, you know, what resistance are you facing? What are you wondering about yourself right now? What, you know, what isn't working and what do you desire to to feel good? What, what do you desire to shift so that we have a bit of an understanding of who you are right now? And then we go through your chart and we basically break down your energy type for you, understanding that, your strategy and your authority of how you make your decisions. And then we go through each of those centers to help you understand where your innate natural power and consistency is and where your insight, wisdom, and inconsistencies are. And then we go through something called a profile, which are the two sides of our personality, so you can understand your full personality within your design. And then essentially some coaching on, again, like what's going on with you, what feels good, what doesn't, what resonates, what lands, what big moments are you having right now, and what tangible takeaways do you need in order to start adjusting this into your life to understand yourself so you can start to make those changes. So um, do you have a case history that you can share with us about somebody that, you know, uh, that came in, um, you know, really confused or uncomfortable and left with total clarity? Yeah, I mean, there's so many. So one in particular, it was just such a, a... a declaration of what really happens in these sessions. And she said, you know, this feels like it's been like seven years of therapy that I just got out of, you know, a 75 minute session of full understanding of myself and why I'm operating the way that I do and, and what resistance I'm facing. So she was going through um, just a lot of, of, pushing against herself. So, for example, in her relationship, she was unhappy. She was unhappy within herself, her own confidence levels, and she wasn't able to really find the things or allow herself to go to the things that were making her happy. So we were able to break down a big center, which is the heart center, and she had an undefined heart center. So when it's undefined, this center Um, can really come out as overachieving. It can come out as needing people to validate you, of doing things just so people will validate you, and really um, striving for things that essentially don't make you happy, but you think they're going to. So this endless race. So she was in that race and was upset that, you know, her partner wasn't acknowledging her and she didn't feel the way that she wanted to feel. But really what was happening is all of these these stories beneath the surface of trying to be praised, trying to make sure that people saw and understood her. And she was doing things she didn't even want to do. So her sacral was defined, and that's how she's supposed to be making her decisions from the yeses, right, from all of the full by yeses or full noes. And she was operating from places of shoulds. So I should have this job. I should be showing up like this. I should be happy because I have X, Y, and Z. And in turn, she wasn't. So that undefined heart was like, I need to do more. I need to be more competitive. And then getting mad at herself that she was inconsistent in the way that she was doing things and all of the shame and, you know, self-burdening that she was carrying around within herself 
when what she needed to do was, was see that, understand it, and start tapping into what does feel good and literally operating from a place of desire based on what makes her happy and where she's drawn to and what's exciting for her and starting to follow that path, she was able to step away from those chains and that constriction that she was essentially in just this repeating cycle over and start to feel alive again and full of life. Do you have, um, so, so, you know, and the last couple of words you said chains, like of the chains, I think that's what you said. Right. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I'm thinking as a narcissistic abuse expert, somebody, somebody that works with people um, who have been narcissistically abused, um, they are very, you know, a lot of what you described describes somebody who's been brainwashed and manipulated and, and things like that. They have low self-esteem, anxiety. Um, they're confused. They're, you know, they don't know what they want. They don't know who they are, that kind of thing. So you kind mm-hmm. of just describe that. And, um, and I find that really fascinating that you... You know, you can um, clear that up through this design program. I I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And it is so beautiful because, you know, people do take on and, you know, when you say a partner of a narcissist, it would really be looking at that undefined solar plexus, right? And like the manipulation and the emotions and the shame and the guilt and the I need to fix this and I need to fix him or I need to fix myself or something that I'm doing wrong. All of those emotions that are carried within, it just gives such a, it gives that map, right? You can really see where and why and how people are processing and how they're in the scenario that they're in and what they can shift internally to see and understand about themselves and start to feel their own power to break away from that. Or again, to just have that understanding and that, that opening experience. So how long does it take for someone to correct? And I, and I know that it's probably different for everybody. Um, what is the process we go through? How long does it take or what, um, what effort does the person put in to um, correcting this energy? Yeah, that's such a great question. So within human design, it's explained as a seven-year experiment. So every seven years, we really transcend to our next level of deconditioning. So again, I said it takes around seven to 11 years to fully decondition. It takes about seven years to decondition from our current being to get back to our natural state of who we are and how we're designed to be. And as you mentioned, obviously, people can expedite that. So we can go through this process much quicker. It just depends on your willingness, your courage, your bravery, your ability to dive into, you know, the ego and, and all of the work that it takes to decondition and to go there and and the desire to be your most aligned self. So I've seen people go through experiences that are light years, like just 
so quickly because they're ready for it. They've evolved already. Maybe they have done a lot of the, the, the work, we call it the unsexy work, the work beforehand to get to the place that they are now. And then all of this makes sense. And they're like, wow, I get it. And they move with it really quickly. And we've had other people come in that, that are still resisting it, right, that aren't totally open to hearing this and aren't totally ready to make the changes. So they, they hold on to more uh, resistance. And it's a matter of, again, really breaking that down of a place of desire. And this is what I want. And this is how I feel. So in human design, it's explained as seven years. However, again, that can be longer and it can be much shorter. Okay. So, so this process happen, can happen over the course of seven years. So it's yep. not it, – right. But it can be – like you said, it can be quicker. Yeah, I mean, I experienced that with people. Um, the people that I coach, when they do um, – when they really make an effort between sessions – to read and learn and apply and, you know, do the things that I suggest they do, they go really quick through the healing process. So, yeah, it really it depends on the person. Um, and it's exactly. difficult when somebody comes in and they're, they really are resistant and, you know, it's, it's harder. Um, do you have another case that you wanted to share with us, another really good one? Yeah, another good one would be actually of a, well, we'll use a generator again, of somebody that really experienced um, so much just, actually, this is perfect for even the work that you do, but so much shame around who they thought they needed to be for their partner. So this person um, in their profile is a 401, so they have a definite path in, in their life and essentially carry no external karma, and they're just here to go on their path very clean in a very clean slate and they have been living essentially unconsciously in a very high state of alignment so they didn't know that they were but they were really living their life from that that beautiful desire based ease state and then they met a partner who came in with a whole lot of expectations and you need to be showing up like this and you should be doing this and why you know why do you think that life can be this easy or that you know things can work out so well for you and you need to work harder and you need to do more and all of these things. And she really took that in and was like, whoa, okay. And, and then became this shell of herself and unhappy and, again, in resistance and the complete opposite of how she's been operating most of her life, but started to really take that in as this is, there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with me with the way that I've been. So when she found human design, all of a sudden she started, her eyes started opening up again of like, oh, I was living life properly and correctly and things are meant to feel like this. And this scenario and this situation is incorrect for me. So from there, she ended up leaving her job. She ended up diving into entrepreneurship. She ended up, the relationship ended, and she was able to stand in her power and hold that power. Um, she's created a really successful business and is living that happy, blissful life again. And it was all thanks to her understanding that what felt good and right for her always has been. And that the mm. conditioning or expectations somebody else was putting on her and her trying to fit into that box wasn't going to work, and it didn't. And it was the internal power and trust, again, of coming home to yourself and knowing that you have all the answers and you know the right direction. And what can happen when you let, when you let that, that ball really roll with, with the momentum and the happiness and the ease and the magnetism without shaming the experience of it? Mm. 
Yes, I do recognize that. <laughs> that sounds very familiar. <laughs> that's very cool. I mean, not that case, but that situation. That situation. Yeah. You know, people tell me uh, when they have the courage, if, you know, if they're in a relationship with a narcissistic abuser and they have the courage to get away from them, uh, even though there's still this connection and addiction and all this kind of stuff that they have to this person, but they will tell me, I didn't realize the person I used to be because mm. I became that person. All of, and my friends yeah. were telling me, you changed, you changed, you weren't yourself. And now I feel like I used to be. So now I can see how much, you know, I changed. But when we're in these relationships, it's, it can be so gradual and so subtle that we really don't know what has happened to us. So, um, so this sort of wakes you up to who you were, who you're supposed to be, and, uh, you know, and kind of identifies the uh, fly in the ointment, right? <laughs> yes, that's so beautiful. And what, you know, what an experience to, to, to assist people with, right, of just that freedom and that happiness again. And, yeah, to be able to see that and who you were versus who you're meant to be and the difference in how that feels. So beautiful. Yeah, it is. It is. It's really wonderful. I mean, generally, um, just because they can see it doesn't mean that they heal that fast, but it's really nice mm -hmm. to hear, oh, wow, you know, I really am back to who I was. That's really, you know, so I know that this had damaged me. This had changed me. Um, so what else can you tell us about this? We have time. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's really like this process of, of awareness. And I think that's what even you're saying too, in the healing process, the healing process is really just this, this level of awareness and the ability for us to see ourselves and how we operate. And I think actually one of the best tools human design has provided myself is understanding other people. So we can understand ourselves wonderfully, right? And we can know ourselves and our experiences and how we feel but to really understand the other and how they're meant to operate and show up and to be able to create a space for them to be their most authentic selves. So I have three children and my children are all manifesting generators. So different design than me and they operate very differently in this world. And I just feel very blessed as a parent that I'm able to parent them, not just from my experience, not just what's right for me, not just what I think they need, but to really see their charts, and who they are in their internal selves and to be able to parent based on that. So it provides so much safety, stability, ability to communicate so that we can hear and understand each other. And this deep sense of there's nothing wrong, you know, if something, if I think it should work a certain way and it doesn't for them, there's nothing wrong with me as a parent either, right, to really get that I need to parent them based on whom they are not who I want them to be or think they should be or society says they should be. It just is such a, a life-changing tool, not just for ourselves, but for the other. So I'm, I'm looking at all the different, uh, the, you know, the energy types. I have one manifester and I have one generator. <laughs> okay, interesting. So, yes, your manifester, I'm curious if your manifester was very, uh, tried to, break all the rules <laughs> and live oh their, my gosh tried to break all the rules life. independent <laughs> innovative um yeah. yeah just like 
uh, out of the box thinker, um, you know, just always, always coming up with, you know, new ways to act and live and, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, um, that's really cool. Yeah, he just, he just keeps, he just, he keeps going and yeah, he's a doctor. So, um, but, but in addition to that, he's very creative. So, and he's very interested in, um, um, you know, in the way the mind works and he's not a doctor of the mind, but he just, just has a whole lot of things and yeah, he's, Mm -hmm. he's got ideas. And then uh, my daughter is truly a generator. She, um, she just wants to do what she likes to do, and she doesn't want to, you know, she just wants to keep doing it. <laughs> she doesn't want yeah. anybody to really change, change that, um, and she'd be very happy just doing what she's doing. So, um, and you say they need to ensure they're not doing something because they should rather than follow what's fun and exciting for them. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just she's she's found her her sweet spot and she just keeps yeah. doing it and she would do it forever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, kind of funny. It's so fun. It's really it fun. Is. And yeah, actually my youngest child is something called an emotional authority. So when we have an emotional authority, so I talked about the opposite of this, where we absorb emotions, they actually are in emotional waves all the time. So they're the people with big emotions that, you know, have often been, shamed for their emotions or feel too dramatic or experiencing so deeply in big, big ways. So it just be able to parent him based on obviously being a male and knowing that he's going to have constant, consistent emotions that are expressed all the time. And to be able to understand that um, is just so empowering. Hmm. So that's not an energy type. Correct. That would be an authority. So what that means is for him, he's making decisions not in the moment because he has all of these emotions. So he is going to have to be somebody that pulls back, that says, I'll get back to you, you know, tomorrow, and I will, I'll come to a place of clarity. So they need to ride out their emotions and then come to the state where they kind of feel no emotion, where they're just like, okay, I, I feel fine. And then they're going to tap into, so for him, he has a sacral defined after that. So then he would be like, does this light me up? Is this exciting for me? Is this fun? Or is this a no? But he can't do it in the moment because then he's making a decision based on an emotion, which will then lead him to a place that is not good. Ah, I have a client like that. That, um, Mm. That really explains a lot, you know? It really does explain a lot. Um, yeah. hmm. but that's part of, wait, so yeah, I'm, I'm confused because what did you, what did you call it? What he so is? that's an emotional authority. Emotional authority. So, um, but that's, that's not an, is that an energy type or part of, um, a part of one of the other ones? No. So that would be, um, your authority. So we all have an authority within our energy type. So any energy type can have an emotional authority. Um, And then, so myself, I have something called the splenic authority, which is an intuitive authority. So basically it just comes as like this little whisper. It feels very scary. Um, But on the other side of it is everything I want. So it's, it's hearing those downloads and being able to tap into, you know, that deep intuition trust 
other people, mm. I think your daughter would be like that sacral where it's like, yes or no, like it's plain and simple. We don't want to ask a lot of questions or be like, what do you think? It's like, do you like blue or do you like red? <laughs> you know, giving them options, <laughs> yes. yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's other authorities that are ego authorities, which is like, I want, I want. So they will speak and I want. Other one, which is self-projected, which is like they need to talk a lot. So they have a lot going on in their head. And the more they just have a, a sounding board for somebody to be there and speak to, their decisions, their answers just come out in their words. Um, but they're not looking for, you know, a conversation about it. They just need someone to. Um, and then speak we at. have our G-Center. Speak at or speak, speak at. Speak at, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then our G-Center, which is like, I know the direction. I know it, it's just this deep knowing. Hmm. So, so what other aspects of these energy types? So, um, so we have the authority, which is another part of who we are. Um, is there something else like that, you know, that describes us? Yeah, so then we have our profiles. So if you look it up, it will actually say profile, and it will give you two numbers. And there are 12 different combinations of profiles that you can have within six numbers. So, for example, I'm a 5-1. So my profile is a 5-1. And um, in each of these, so, again, we have the combination between numbers 1 to 6, and they're combined in different ways to give you 12 different out- outcomes. But uh, one line, essentially, if you have a 1 in your profile, you're the investigator. You love research. You love knowledge. You love knowing. You feel like you can never learn enough, like those lifelong learners and just needing to have that foundation down pat before you go out with something. Our 2s are these um, these hermits. So they love to be away. They love to be by themselves. They love to like be away from other people. And they also have this really innate, beautiful, natural talent that they can't see. They have a really difficult time seeing. So they create a lot of struggle in their lives, but other people can see it and they pull it out of them. And they also, also have to have people that pull them out of their hermit stage. They can't just stay hidden away. Third lines are people that are essentially these martyrs. They're here to like make mistakes first. They go first. They make the mistakes. They learn from the mistakes. They're actually incredibly resilient people, but they carry a lot of shame around failure. So they feel like they're failing all the time because they're kind of banging into walls, but then they they realize you can't go through the wall kind of thing. Um, So they're actually very, very magnetic people and very personable, but uh, they are the ones that are, they're going first. They're, They're figuring it out first. Fourth lines are these natural networkers, so they love to be part of communities and groups and networks and friends, and they have really wonderful connections, and they really deeply honor the friendships and relationships that they have. Fifth lines are these heretics where we are uh, essentially like those heroes where, you know, people project us to be a certain way or if something's going wrong, they're like, ooh, you'll figure it out or what should I do kind of people. And they really are these great, wonderful leaders because they're able to quickly come up with a solution and, again, go first and and lead the way for other people to follow along. Um, They can often kind of – be projected upon so people want them to be seen in a certain way and they fall into that rather than showing people how they want to be seen and then we have our six lines who are actually three lines for the first 30 years and they go through this transition of deep wisdom and being able to provide their, these role models so they become really wise the wiser uh, the older they get the more wisdom they have to share with other people and the incredible teachers and and really again super relatable because they've been through so much and experienced so much that they bring a wealth of life lived knowledge to the world 
I'm a six. <laughs> You're a six. So, so there you yeah. go. That's the death yeah. of knowledge so you were saying, That's really interesting because you were saying 30, the first 30 years are what? Are three lines. So they're the people that are like banging into walls and you kind of, okay. you know, make all of those quote unquote mistakes or failures, but you turn oh them into gosh. deep wisdom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> That is so yeah, and literally at the age of 30, people are like, my life changed. I saw things differently. I started being different. Like at age 30, yes. people really experience that shift. Yes. I experienced a huge shift at age 30. So, so that cool. is really super cool. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This is, this is just amazing stuff. So um, yeah. we, just have, we just have a few minutes left, but um, was there anything else you wanted to share with us that... Because, yeah, I mean, the more we talk, the more you share, and it's getting more and more interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the thing about human design is that it's just, there's so many layers, and it's so incredible. The most important things to start with, to really embody, because like we, we said, it's all about the integration and the embodiment of really experimenting with it and figuring out how this works in your life and how you feel and what doesn't feel good and why and bringing up all those shadows and understanding who you're meant to be. So the biggest things that you want to start with is your energy type, your strategy, and your authority. If you can start to play with those, you will have radical shifts in your life. If from there, you're going to look at your centers and you're going to kind of dive into those centers of what's defined and undefined. But those are the places to start. And when people start there and really learn how to, like, be that projector, be that manifester, be that generator, their lives change because they finally feel this internal power and trust and knowing of of the life that they really desire to live outside like outside of themselves right like their soul kind of begins to come out and they they start to formalize who they really are so if you can play with those life will change it for the better in the most magical beautiful ways So amazing. So um, Align by Design, is that just you? Are you the one that works with everybody? Yeah. So myself, I work, I run group programs. So I run group programs for many gens and gens, projectors, manifestors. I also do high-level masterminds and coaching. And then Liz Coyles, who is actually one of my best friends and business partners, she is the human design reader. So she gives all of the HD readings and she does coaching and she runs her own programs as well on specific topics within human design. So when you say HD readings, what is that? What does that consist of? So that would be like your chart. So that would be pulling up your chart and and going through together, like who you are, what your energy is, what's going on for you, and really having that collaborative session of making sure you get you and what you need to start to move forward with those tangible takeaways. Okay, awesome. And um, well, I would imagine, I mean, I don't know if you used to have brick-and-mortar place, but everybody's doing things virtually now, so I would imagine that everything you do is virtual, right? Yeah, everything's online, which is beautiful. So our website is alignbydesignhd.com. Instagram is where we are mostly, which is also Align by Design HD. And then we have a Facebook group, Align by Design, a podcast, Align by Design, and basically everything Align by Design or Align by Design HD, you will find us. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's, this is so cool. You know, it's it's yeah. a, just amazing. I mean, I hear of so many things. I've been doing this for over 10 years. 
And, um, and I've heard so many different approaches to, to life. So many, I mean, 500 <laughs> probably. <laughs> and, um, uh, it just amazes me, you know, that this exists and, um, and I'm unaware of it. So I really thank you for bringing this to our awareness. It's, um, it's a beautiful, it really sounds like a beautiful tool and so precise, really. It is. It sounds yeah, very precise. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, and I feel like this will be very eye-opening for you and your clients and your work and just so liberating because it's really mm-hmm. about them, right, and getting to who they are at the core and understanding why everything else is affecting them. Right. So how long have you been doing this? I've been doing this for three years now, so it's been a very expedited process for me of um, my own my own embodiment and integration and bringing it to the table in the way we have in the online space. It's been really quick and very powerful. Hmm. And how did you find out about it? I was actually on a run and human design. I was, I was just listening to a podcast and it was on the podcast and I was like, what is this? And I ran home and literally from that moment, my life changed. I just showed up in a different way and started to understand myself and integrate this into my family and then my clients. And then I left teaching and it was all very divinely gifted to me at the perfect time in my life. Mm, Awesome. Well, okay. <laughs> that sounds that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate you, you being with us today and sharing all oh, this with us and opening our eyes to this beautiful, beautiful method of healing because that's what we're about here. We're about healing. Um, and um, I wish you a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to your audience and you just for this conversation. It's been so wonderful. Thank you okay. So much. Take care. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. So we are out of time today, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlife at randyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.